If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode of Tales of What is sponsored by Babu691. Babu. Babu691 is your gateway to the weird and wonderful. This online magazine celebrates the surreal and the bizarre in literature, film, art and more. You'll find the latest on bizarro fiction, interviews, humour, the history of surrealism and the weird in all its many forms. Have an idea for an article? Babu691 is open for queries and submissions, so check them out at babu691.com. That's B-A-B-O-U-691.com. Babu... Morning what shots, or evening, afternoon, whatever time stream you happen to find yourself in. Um, welcome back to Tales of What. My name is Luke Condor, uh, Condor spelled with K, and this right here is my what. Uh, today's story is by one of the most unique writers I've probably ever read, Charles Austin Muir. He's a writer of bizarre, absurdist, dark comedy and weird horror stories. He's a personal trainer, a Gen Xer. He's a curmudgeon. He's a servant of bloodthirsty druid dogs. Uh, I've read two of his short story collections. Short stories tends to be where where he lives. Um, it's where he is... His personal danger zone is, I believe. Um, two of his books I've read are This Is Not a Horror Book and Slippery When Metastasized. 
His stories explore the needs of the human heart by the way of the absurd, darkly comic, bizarre, surreal, raunchy, muscly, magical and utterly ridiculous. Today's story is actually from his third short story collection, Slippery When Metastasized. It is The Time I Took Hamlet Right Into the Danger Zone, written by Charles Austin Muir and narrated by Justin Fife. Take it away, Justin. <laughs> the best thing about immortality is knowing you'll never lose your edge when you ride into the danger zone. Not that Princess Ardala, commander of the Draconian Imperial flagship, knows this fact. I never told her that I'm immortal. Nor did I expose Her Highness, uh, given her contempt for ancient entertainment, to any of my favorite old-school jams. In particular, the Kenny Loggins hit single off the Top Gun movie soundtrack, released in 1986, Danger Zone. The princess won't watch Top Gun either. (laughs) One of the greatest cinematic events in Earth's history. She's pretty snooty for a glorified space pirate. And to think, I called her my boo. Not only does Princess Ardala dump me in front of Tiger Man, her bodyguard, but she wants to kill my main man and me by ejecting us into the void. While we wait for her to send us off, as if space can harm two straight-up superhumans, I squeeze the clutch and turn on my Kawasaki Hyperspace Ninja. The newly upgraded superluminal motorcycle hums to life. You and that silly conveyance. The princess gets one last dig in over the airlock speaker. Well, we'll always have new Paris. Farewell, Pete Mitchell. Kane, you may open the outer hatch. It's time. Behind me, my main man Hamdog, the Prince of Denmark, wraps his arms around my waist. To what dreams may come, he says. For shizzle ham dizzle. And in case I never told you before, I love you. I throttle the hyperdrive engine to shift into first gear. Kane releases us into the blackness of space. Like Kenny Loggins, we take ourselves right into the danger zone. Speaking of Kenny Loggins, here's how I ended up on a pirate spaceship in the year 2491. My journey to the stars began in the year 2019, I, Pete Mitchell, was riding my newly restored Kawasaki Ninja GPZ-900R on I-5 through Portland, Oregon, when I saw a minivan driver flip off a pickup driver who had cut her off. Eager to bust a cap in misogyny's ass, I told myself, Pete, here's someone who needs to know not all the men in the world are hyper-aggressive scumbags. I switched from the fast to slow lane and pulled up alongside the fuming middle-aged woman. I meant to tell her, ma'am, that man is a disgrace to the International Pickup Truck Consortium for Human Decency. I'm going to place him under citizen's arrest and report him to the consortium. Unfortunately, to my eternal shame, I flipped the driver off instead. 
I gave her the bird for several seconds, too, like actor Tom Cruise's Maverick flying inverted above the MiG fighter pilot in the opening dogfight scene in Top Gun. Here you go, pig face! I shouted through the woman's passenger side window. Let's see how you like it! A total dick move. And decidedly, not a win for bros against misogyny. A campaign I supported on behalf of the International Bros Consortium for Human Decency. I couldn't help myself, though. I felt as if I'd been possessed by a demon that sounded like Kenny Loggins, uh, which humbled me for reasons I'll explain in a minute, and disturbed me because I enjoyed Kenny Loggins' music. As you might imagine, my gesture did not sit well with either the International Motorcycle Consortium for Human Decency or the International Bros Consortium for Human Decency. After their investigation, I lost my IMCHD and IBCHD voting privileges. Uh, my access to IMCHD and IBCHD events and activities. And my IMCHD and IBCHD real estate holdings. My fellow writers and even many of my fellow bros ceased to acknowledge me. My grandfather, who was also banished for harassing a motorist, albeit before the founding of the IBCHD, used to call the highway the Great Lonesome. Now, I understood why. An outcast, I rode across America for the next six years. Desperately, I sought an expert to cure the neurological disorder that made me flip people off and taunt them in response to an inner voice that sounded like Kenny Loggins. I had always known the condition prevailed on my dad's side of the family, but being told I looked like Tom Cruise all my life, I figured I was too slick to inherit such a weird self-sabotaging disorder. Talk about a lesson in making assumptions. My vagabond lifestyle proved a grim 180 from the hell-raising, high-fiving life I had once led. Thankfully, my fortune shifted when I met my main man, Hamdog, the Prince of Denmark. I had outrun a biker gang that didn't appreciate being taunted by me when I ducked into a bar and saw Hamlet at the counter, staring into his beer. We were in a dusty little burg called Higgly Piggly, South Dakota. Blue-eyed, bearded, and brooding, the handsome patron looked like a movie star, Mel Gibson, with a Caesar-like haircut. I took his presence there as a sign we were meant to become the best of buds. I ordered us two cold ones and sat beside him. Thanks for the replenishment, he said in an English accent. But do I know you? Nah, I know you though. You're Mel Gibson, right? I'm a big fan. I've seen I Never Promised You a Rose Garden 129 times. Hmm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, sir, but I am not Mel Gibson. My name is Hamlet. As in, to be, uh, or not to be Hamlet? That is the obvious quote, sir. But yes, and you are? Pete Mitchell. My parents named me after Tom Cruise's character in Top Gun. <laughs> Intrigued by the title, 
Hamlet admitted he had never seen the movie that inspired me to become a ruggedly individualistic motorcycle stud boy. He had seen Tom Cruise's earlier movie, though, losing it 129 times. With his eager permission, and over the noise of locals discussing the upcoming International Tractor Consortium for Human Decency Rally, I gave the prince a thorough plot synopsis of director Tony Scott's turbocharged aviation thriller. He teared up when I told him about Maverick's main man, Goose, losing his life in a training engagement. Alas, poor Goose, he said, squeezing my leg. Hamlet excused himself to hit the head. When he came back, he looked extra brooding. Like Mel Gibson giving the famous to be or not to be speech in director Franco Zeffirelli's film adaptation of Shakespeare's play about him, which I had seen, but I watched again later to compare with the real deal. We toasted our luck, meeting each other in a bar in Higgledy Piggledy, South Dakota. Pete, you're my new main man, my new main man said, leaning in. So, I feel there is something I should tell you. Anything, ham doggy dog. I'm an immortal. I almost spit my beer up. Come on, man. I've read the play. You spend all your time pondering your mortality. Hamlet shrugged. I know. Stupid, right? Now I spend all my time pondering my immortality. But the reason I'm coming out to you like this is because pondering my immortality nonstop can become unbearably lonely. For centuries, I've been searching for someone companionable and, well, mobile enough to join me as I wander the earth, thinking about what life means to not die. On my father's grave, Pete, I swear I would give you immortality for your company on my progenerations. Would you accept this? Hell yeah! Then drink this. Prince pulled a vial of pinkish liquid from his fanny pack. It's an experimental elixir I concocted to distract myself when my uncle forced me to consider killing him for poisoning father. I thought it would help me speak with a Danish accent when thinking aloud in English, but instead it made it impossible for me to not be. One sip of this potion and you will not able to not be either. And that is the start of how I ended up on a pirate spaceship in the year 2491. Because life moves on a different time scale when you're eternally youthful and roll with an over-analytical Hamlet who unintentionally arranged it so he can't not be. Unfortunately, my immortality did not eliminate my neurological disorder. But at least I had forever to find a cure for it. And more importantly, with Hamlet's support, after 50 years of considering the matter, to fulfill my dream of jockeying jet fighters and graduating from Top Gun. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It took us a hundred years, but once the prince and I got the hang of flying ultra-sophisticated military investments, we gained a reputation for being hell in the air and eventually in space. I just wish we'd gotten better call signs than bird spasm for my compulsive hand gestures and weird Caesar for Hamlet's haircut. For two centuries, on this world and beyond, we flew combat missions, macked with the ladies, and whizzed around on my newly upgraded Kawasaki Sky Ninja. But finally, after the Darnivian insurrection in the year 2390, we retired to Hamlet's underground bunker outside Chicago. Every summer, we traveled the country on my self-repairing, fuel-recycling, flight-worthy motorcycle. Other than a bird spasm that struck me in a biker bar on Zippity Day in Nebraska, nothing much happened on these trips. Although, we did manage to see the Kenny Loggins Museum. I still appreciated the man's music, despite my inner voice. Our road trips ended shortly after the biker bar incident. My main man and I spent the next 55 years hanging out in the bowels of the underground bunker. Hamlet converted the garage into a science laboratory. His experiments saved him from the gloomy medications he had cherished before he became sharp-witted radar intercept officer Weird Caesar. As for me, I felt sad that I no longer had anyone to subject my bird spasms to, except my main man and the walls of our domicile. I got to thinking about this because being sad about not bullying people is messed up. After months of researching my family history while Hamlet tinkered with a losing it themed lunchbox that took pictures, I came to this conclusion. I don't have a neurological disorder that affects men on my dad's side of the family. I have a rogue element inside me that randomly takes over and acts like a dick. From what I can tell, 
all the Mitchell men carry this rogue element inside them. It shows up shortly before middle age. Something about this stage of life triggers feelings of inadequacy that caused us to lash out at others. To take the blame off ourselves, we turn these feelings into a sort of evil spirit that commands us in the voice of someone famous. My great-grandfather, Dr. Atticus Mitchell, took our cop-out a step further by attributing his John Wade-prompted outbursts to a hereditary neurological disorder. And so, we've been framing our bad behavior ever since. When I told Hamlet my theory, he took my picture with his lunchbox and showed me how enlightened I looked. Look, Pete, he said, not to sound harsh, because you're my main man and all, but I've always known you as kind of a dick. That's great that you finally realized it yourself, though. It looks like being copped up in this place has been good for you. For me, too, actually. It's funny. Since we stopped our adventures, you've become more reflective, while I've become more active. And now you've learned what you needed to, and I've had my fill of inventing crap inspired by the movies no one's heard of. Maybe this means our work is done here. So what? We join the Space Marines and... Come on, Pete. We've seen enough war, haven't we? I feel we should take on a creative project. And I have just the idea for it. If done well, we could fatten our bank account and help you get over your ambivalence toward Kenny Loggins, given your behavioral problem. All right. Hit me, Andeezy. We form a Kenny Loggins cover band. Oh, snap! Right on! It took us 35 years to arrange our Kenny Loggins routine, but once we got the hang of harmonizing, we became hell at paying tribute to the singer-songwriter behind some of the most iconic movie songs of the 1980s. When the Kenny Log clones hit the big time, all of civilized Earth would cut loose like Kenny Loggins' hit single, Footloose. That was our dream, anyway. We found out the universe had different plans when we headed for Chicago. For one thing, there was no Chicago anymore, only in urban ruins. For another, the streets teemed with badly burned subhuman creatures that pelted us with rubble. They didn't do much damage, seeing as my motorcycle repaired itself and my main man and I couldn't shuffle off this mortal coil. Still, this was not how the Kenny Log clones wanted to kick off its open mic tour. Hamlet pointed to a city shining in the distance. Switching the bike to aerial mode, I got us to the city limits, lickety-split. Outside the dome, a guard in a sky car escorted us inside. A chance to dream. Hamlet said, while we gawked at the towering spires, serpentine monorails, and fountains of dancing light all around us. The city looked like the way 20th century special effects artists imagined future cities would look. Our escort led us to a building shaped like one end of a half pipe. On the rooftop, we were met by Dr. Elias Hoor, Colonel Wilm Deering, and Tweaky, a child-sized robot. 
They welcomed us on behalf of the Earth Defense Directorate. They were shocked to discover we had no idea a nuclear war had ravaged the planet while we were down in the bunker honing our Kenny Loggins routine. Our magnificent surroundings, New Chicago, numbered among a handful of dome cities that had been constructed after the Holocaust. I took the news with due seriousness. Secretly, though, I couldn't help but laugh, <laughs> because what a way for humanity to produce a dystopia. With a few nukes, it had recreated the premise of Buck Rogers in the 25th century, a film and television show I had watched in the ancient times via endlessly syndicated reruns. It was as though my 10-year-old self were writing this story. With that said, please don't think I failed to see the enormity of the most devastating war in human history. I just wanted to direct my energy towards happier thoughts. Because there we were, a Danish prince and a Tom Cruise lookalike with a futuristic Top Gun motorcycle in a Buck Rogers future with an opportunity to introduce the Kenny Log clones to a post-apocalyptic population. If there was one good thing about our time in the bunker, it was that we had strengthened and composed ourselves for just this sort of scenario. My main man and I wanted only one thing now, to make New Chicago cut foot loose. Unfortunately, my inner voice still took control sometimes. It was on a luxury skyliner, popping out from behind Hamlet to serenade Wilma Deering with that love and feeling, like Maverick does to Charlie and Top Gun, that I told the colonel she looked like she wore a fat suit, painted to look like a metallic purple jumpsuit. As a result, Colonel Deering schooled me in the art of face planting with her metallic purple stiletto boots. Needless to say, my action did not sit well with either the Earth Luxury Skyliner Consortium for Human Decency or the Earth Defense Directorate. Captain Buck Rogers ordered us to return to the mutant-haunted radioactive wastes beyond the dome. Rather than head back to the bunker, however, Hamlet and I decided to visit the lunar colonies. Using parts he salvaged from bombed-out old Chicago, he upgraded my Sky Ninja into a Space Ninja. Halfway to Luna, the Draconian Space Pirates seized us during a stop on a gentleman's Starliner. Kane took Hamlet as his drinking partner, and Princess Ardala made me her boy toy. She adored my obscene outbursts against her. Around this time, I discovered something else about myself. I have a contrary, rebellious streak. Go figure. At the height of our romance, my Kenny Loggins voice told me to do a 180 with the princess. The moment I massaged her royal shoulders and said, I love you, boo, I knew Hamlet and I were going to get kicked to the space curb. <sighs> Sorry about that, ham man I said moments before the princess got her dig in about my motorcycle. That's all right, Pete Mizzle Dizzle. And now, we're caught up with my story. Living in the present moment again. Taking it right into the danger zone. Whizzing around in hyperspace, aka the danger zone, 
presents hazards unique to the adventurous interstellar motorcyclist. Good thing I'm hell with a sport bike, even a space ninja that has been upgraded to a hyperspace ninja. Thanks to Hamlet's appropriation of draconian hyperdrive tech while Kane slept off his hangovers. A spill in hyperspace won't seriously harm us, considering our unable-to-not-be status, but a mistake could kill the faster-than-light speed buzz. The prince and I are racing through the fields of pulsating multicolored light. The bike's hyperdrive engine sends vibrations that shoot up my thighs to the top of my skull. I am simultaneously at war and in harmony with the upholstery, handlebars, and foot pegs shaking against me with superluminal acceleration. And why don't we speed up? We're riding the ultimate crotch rocket, not some dingy old space tug. With my main man Hamdog, the Prince of Denmark, hugging me tight, I shift up to sixth gear and see just how close we can get to the walls of the throbbing light vortex. God, this feels good. For extra dopeness, I hold on a wheelie on the final stretch. One click of the normal 3D space button and we jump into wherever we are. And what do we have here? Looks like Earth. Must be an alternate version. And what will we find on the surface? Armies of talking apes? Biker gangs roaming a desert wasteland? Hardened criminals in a maximum security prison formerly known as Manhattan Island? Uh, some other recreation of a 70s or 80s science fiction movie? <laughs> Whatever awaits us, the Kenny Log clones are going to make the world a nicer place. Because no matter what Earth you inhabit, you can always use more of Kenny Loggins' music in your life. We are descending onto the planet's atmosphere now. Uh, thanks for listening to my story, y'all. You're the best. And in case I never told you before, I love you. Thanks very much for listening to today's episode of Tales of What. If you enjoyed this episode, there might be something very wrong with you or very right. Uh, that's up to you and your parents to decide. Uh, the time I took Hamlet right into the danger zone, written by Charles Austin Muir, narrated by Justin Fife, with music by zapsplat.com, Dark Fantasy Studio, Ira Rat, and Duke Rondo. Sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. The episode art was provided by Ian Laurie with some design work, or as we call it in my hometown, Design Walk. Design Walk from a certain Ira Rats of FilthyLoot.com. If you want to join a few other people who are into Bizarro, into this kind of weird thing that, that we get up to when nobody's looking, come join the Bizarro Discord server by heading to loopcondor.com forward slash Bizarro, and that's Condor spelled with a K. The thing you should know about Charles Austin Muir is that he just loves American Pie. So if you're listening to this and you really enjoyed today's episode, here's what I need you guys to do. After you've left the review of the podcast, 
and after you've told your parents and your friends about it over dinner and drinks go to Twitter and go to go to Charles's uh, Twitter profile at Charles A. Muir that's spelled Charles just how you normally spell Charles uh, at Charles A with the letter A and Muir spelled M-U-I-R at Charles A. Muir and send him a message slide into his DMs definitely do that and tell him that you also like American Pie if he asks for any more information tell him it's on the DL Brosef tell him it's on the DL Brosef he'll know what that means I'm sure I promise you he'll know what that means if you if you want to see more Tales of What in the future you can help support the show uh, by heading to kofi.com forward slash Luke of Condor that's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash Luke of Condor and I think that's about it really I can't think of much else to tell you go and buy more go and buy some of Charles's books uh he did a great interview on the Cursed Morsels podcast Uh, so go and listen to that today uh, and you'll get a better insight into Charles and what makes him tick nice one bye sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.